And now, on with the show. Hello, good evening and welcome to our first of, hopefully many, uh, bi-monthly podcast where we discuss all things film. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be getting into uh, upcoming movies uh, that are due for release uh, in, our, in theatres or cinema um, uh, in the next few weeks, um, as well as a set of reviews from our resident film critic, uh, Michael Bloomfield. Say hello, Michael. Hi, I'm, I'm very excited and looking forward to doing theatre reviews. <laughs> Uh, where there's joining us as well is uh, Niall, say hello Niall. Hello. And Ben, say hello Ben. Hello. We've uh, we've all had a little look at some of the trailers that are coming out for films that will be uh, coming out on general release in August. Um, to start us off uh, is a, uh, a Fantastic Four reboot directed by Josh Trank uh, with Jamie Bell, Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller and Kate Mara. Um the synopsis, as I'm sure you are all familiar with, uh, the, the Fantastic Four comic books. Uh, four young outsiders teleport to an alternate and dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways. I like the word shocking ways. That's good. I like that. Uh, the four must learn to harness their new abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy. What do you guys think of this, then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm quite keen on it. I want to watch it. It just because it looks a hundred times better than the original films that but were released. Do you think it looks a hundred times better? It's like yeah, they were it's terrible, just completely the opposite, though. It, I don't. It it looks very serious for something that's called the Fantastic Four. Mm. It looks very dour. But I think it's the the Amazing Spider-Man problem. It doesn't feel that long ago that the original Fantastic yeah. Four film came out, and now they they get complete reboot. As you said, looks a lot. A lot darker and grittier, but probably not that much better. Yeah. Um, and I don't like the way Doom looked. I want a clunky Doom. I want a chunky, real metal Doom. Whereas this Doom... Skin tight. Yeah, CGI like Doom. I like the skin tight. You like the <laughs> skin oh, yeah. tight Doom. Oh, yeah. That's your thing. The cast were very young. <laughs> so That's, That was my sort of... I like, I like the people who they've cast. I just... They're very, very young. Think... For astronauts, never mind. <laughs> That's valid. Fantastic this form, one's yeah. based on the Ultimates comic, which, like, so if that that world, they are quite young. So, like, it's it's quite uh, faithful in that sense. That doesn't stop it from being, yeah, f- you know, yeah. a bad move. He's but, a child genius, isn't he? Mister yeah. Fantastic. I quite John liked genius, the bit he? with the, the <laughs> when you saw the the kids. So it was it was Mister Fantastic as a child talking about all his inventions. I thought that was quite a Spielbergy type thing. I quite like that. But then it got to the them grown up, and I yeah I didn't really care. No, <laughs> it, it, yeah, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any sense of fun in there, mm-hmm. um, and I, this is very nitpicky. I didn't really. I thought the thing looked dumb. He looked plasticine. He did look kind of yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Doctor Doom looked amazing. Not but the thing looked dumb. Yeah. And yeah, the go back to what we saying about the uh, the serious side of it. It did look a bit serious. How can you make a giant? Orange rock monster <laughs> series. Mm. You know, you can light, you can, you can do a, a lovely uh, pull away from him with like dramatic lighting, whatever. But he's still a giant orange rock monster. But he still has Jamie Bell's like childy kind of voice. I think like he doesn't have a. Yeah. I hope he sounds gruff. I don't. I don't. If, if there's one that scene was the thing in, about it, like that was the whole point the about thing. the thing yeah. was he was this grumpy 
I'm fairly you know, sure cantankerous old bastard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which totally suited him. I hope they don't acknowledge the fact that he's an orange stony man. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just don't acknowledge it at all. Just, just so guys, guys, yeah, no one saying anything. Just call him Ben. Like, come yeah. on, Ben, let's go. Come on, Ben. Billy Elliot's got a bit funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what's wrong? What's you look fine? Come on. <laughs> like a pregnant woman that doesn't can't quite navigate door frames because they've gotten a bit bigger, but doesn't know why. Yeah, and don't you right. dare. F- mention it <laughs> he will cut you he will if you this is out really soon though so like August 6th and it feels like we don't know that much about it which mm. is quite refreshing I, li- yeah. I like that I find the behind the scenes possible uh, yeah. what what Trank did to get him maybe kicked off a Star Wars film that I find very interesting who is that's a silly name for a Star Trank but who, who yeah. is who is, is Trank? Trank that's his first name as well is that Trank, his, Trank. Is his first film <laughs> no so he did it's really good uh, Chronicle that have you seen good. that yeah. oh that's alright and that is good Yeah, and that's decent. very close to Fantastic Four so maybe yeah. he's already made his Fantastic Four film so, yeah. if they did Fantastic Four like they've done Chronicle I think I'd be more excited but as it is it doesn't look like it's bringing anything new to the table mm. yeah I agree there there alright next trailer Ricky Flash, directed by Jonathan David. I mean, I'm already taking the piss out of it just the way I introduced it. Ricky Flash, directed by Jonathan Demi. Uh Meryl Streep, Sebastian Stan, Ricky Springfield, and Mammy Gummer. A musician who gave up everything for her dream of rock and roll stardom to return home looking to make things right with her family. Now, even the synopsis just screams, like, shallow, nothing thing. Uh, I want to hear what you guys have to, think, have to say about it. Uh... Jonathan Demi made Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. did. This is this is hurts. I but, didn't care until I saw the talent that was involved. So it's him. Yeah. You know, Silence of the Lambs man, which yeah. is just the best. And that is it Diablo Cody? Diablo Cody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I like her writing. Yeah. And I'm hoping didn't... that the film will be more have more of a bite to it than the, the stuff that was shown in the trailer. Yeah, the trailer didn't show like so her name came up, I was like, oh, okay. And I started kind of tuning into the dialogue a bit more yeah. and it just it sounded like a Nora Ephron like yeah. uh, It's Complicated <laughs> or Mamma Mia oh. or like one of them them films oh know? yeah do you know who Mummy Gummer is no Meryl Streep's daughter you both uh, uh, quote uh, like name dropped Silence of the Lambs mm. but this film based on the entirety of Jonathan Demi's career this feels more in his wheelhouse than Silence of the Lambs like married to the mob. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Ra- uh, Rachel got married, which isn't funny. Funny, but yeah. it's much more. I think I, I have an inherent problem with this in that I am a fan of metal music, as as you are, Mark. <laughs> so anytime you see a rocker who's you know been out on the road, I don't buy the oh. uh, I, I, unless she's sniffing a dead crow, you know, <laughs> just going out and That's getting it. teared up. I don't believe that she's really done anything no, wrong. That felt authentic to me. I thought that, really? that she really kept... No, I do. Good. Yeah. yeah. So it, it felt like a, a spiritual successor to Mamma Mia. Is what it felt yeah, like. She looks- she, I sung in one film and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to do it again. It know? might... Like you said, with the talent involved, I think there'll be a lot... I think there might be more to it than... than yeah, I suppose it's not, about, it's not about the fact that she's mm-hmm. an ageing rocker. That is the point of it. But yeah. it doesn't... It's. It seems like a, a, a poorly... Uh, poorly thought out vehicle for what is essentially just going to be a mother and daughter story yeah. and it doesn't Maybe really it'll be a of... red band trailer 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, sorry? Be a red band trailer. So we get, maybe there's With a maybe it's full of cusses yeah. and dead crows yeah. and masks. <laughs> Basically, I want Slipknot to do it. <laughs> we we can cast the film with Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Slipknot's the daughter? Corey Taylor sits out on the stoop with Meryl Streep yeah. and he's like you know it's, it's really hard when you've yeah. got a daughter like I've got really one as hard. well and they, you know yeah. one minute they're you know they're throwing up all over the <laughs> kitchen <laughs> counter and the next minute you know they're asking you about sex like it's that hard was, I know yeah, you know in our fun. industry come on let's uh, let's go do some blow in my you know car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't a single mention of blow uh, I just, not, that's just try, it's my fantasy alright let me go with it yeah so um Next up on our uh, on our list is uh, Sean the Sheep movie. Now I I put this in here because uh, you, uh, I, I like to sort of uh, come up with a, 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 a variety of different things. You know, at least one for the kids anyway. Um, directed by Mark Burton and Richard Starzak. When Sean decides to take a day off and have some fun, he gets a little more action than he bargained for. A mix-up with a farmer, a caravan, a very steep hill lead them all to the big city, and it's up to Sean and the flock to return everyone safely to the green grass of home. Uh yeah, yeah. We were watching this one together. Yeah, and you were like, "What's this bollocks?" <laughs> and then you know, eventually you're just like, "Because ah, the sheep farted, dude." Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm it. a simple Tom. creature. It, a sheep farted, and that was it. That's all I needed. Oh, like that, that, that sheep fart melted your sinuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. There you go. That's all I can say. It's, I've seen you know, it. Have you seen it? You've seen seen it? it. I saw it with my sons at the cinema and it was brilliant. There's so much love that's gone into it. There you go, and see? It's, it's essentially a silent film. Well, right. no, no, no dialogues. No dialogue. So I thought it was quite magical. Just lots of <laughs> and the farts are hilarious. Yeah. There you go, see? How many farts per Farts per sheet. Farts per sheet. The FPS ratio. Yeah. How um, many? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's, I'll say seven. Seven, I But I think it's less. Yeah. So, the, so hold on. So you're telling me if I watch this, I get more than one sheep fart? Um, yeah, I think there's more than so one. Are they all clumped together? There's a scene one where scene. there's a lot of them, yeah. and it's really, it's, it's really good. That's great. I like to think that every film has a FPS ratio. Yeah, Ricky the, the, and the Flash does. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. The Man from Uncle, directed by Guy Ritchie, uh, with Alicia Vikander, Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, uh, and Hugh Grant. Uh, in the early 1960s, CIA agent Napoleon Solo and KGB operative Ilya Kuryakin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, participate in a joint mission against a mysterious criminal organization which is working to proliferate nuclear weapons. Trying very hard. Mm-hmm. I like the look of it. Uh, yeah. A bit worried about Guy Ritchie, just seems to be. Um, same thing. Show same thing, yeah, doing it by numbers at the moment. Uh, but that being said, it looks different enough for me to go. Wasn't that always the risk with him, though? Uh, that he'd do the same thing. He just he'd find a he'd he'd find a middle ground and just keep on. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I thought I thought it felt very samey. It like might have just change the costume. But then again, that's that's, that's, that's the nature of traders, though, isn't it? They just, yeah, they hit the yeah. same beats. So yeah, you can't really fully judge it on that. No, no of course, could have and obviously a better trailer. Perhaps. We will we will obviously return to these at a later date when they come out. Yeah, yeah. but um, for the for the. Just for the sake of the trailers. It seems to have like that them. same kind of tongue-in-cheek yeah. Kingsman yeah. type thing. Yes. It's almost like a, a more serious version of Austin Powers. Like a very post-postmodern type <laughs> thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, quite, I, I like the look of it. It looked quite thrilling. It looks fun. It did look mm. fun. Yeah. I, don't, I do not agree. <laughs> what, why? Why? I didn't like it. Why? Thought, um, it didn't, granted, it is a trailer, so you can't, you can't tell for sure. 
but I didn't think that it didn't feel like the two leads had much chemistry and it just felt like something I'd seen before just different different setting yeah. it didn't so, it didn't exactly um yeah well, give me wood so no. but it's yeah I can't I, I don't I like you say you're going by trailers whatever but yeah I, I, I can tell almost to a to within a reasonable amount of doubt that it's not gonna really float my boat because no. it's not really the kind of film that I would go out my like, way to uh, watch mm. uh, uh, a Sunday afternoon DVD well that's it it's kind of one of those things where you go around to uh, one of your relative's house and it's on in the background and they put it on just so they don't have to talk to you <laughs> that sounds fine yeah that actually sounds yeah. quite yeah. nice next yeah. up we have Straight Outta Compton how's <laughs> 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 that go man? I'm not doing anything. All right, then. Uh, directed by F. Gary Gray. It's got uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. as Ice Cube. Uh, Corey Hawkins as Dr. Dre. Jason Mitchell as Easy e Neil Bryan Jr. as DJ Yeller. And Aldis Hodge as MC Wren. The group NWA emerges from the streets of Compton, California in the mid-1980s and revolutionizes pop culture with their music and tales about life in the hood. What do you think? I like the look of it. Yeah, I I think they were a genuinely groundbreaking group at the time. Oh, I think it's a good story to tell. And the 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 they that I think it's a great story to guy. tell. It's a great yeah. story to tell. Yeah. But it already looks like it should be told better than <laughs> <laughs> it looked than very glossy biopic. Yeah, like there was a level like for some the kind of story it is because I agree it felt like it was a story with r- real weight to it mm. uh, and the look of it felt like it was letting it down a bit yeah. and given okay. the nature of that band and what they did to you know you know push boundaries and, and things and then um how aggressive their, their struggle was and how, yeah. what they had to come through like to make this like sheened glossy yeah. presentation of it it's just like goes against exactly what they, that they were about thing as well that sort of they are now in the minds of the people who love the music and in the and uh in um i suppose the hip-hop fraternity if you will mm. but uh they it always you always find with these types of biopics is that it sort of smacks of kind of um overinflated ego mm. and putting people up on a pedestal yeah, do you I, know what i mean it's, I agree, it's, but i felt with, in this case it it's kind of justified because they, they they are a big deal sure they are absolutely and i but every, everyone who's the subject of a biopic so is a big deal no, not, but, I, but I, I actually agree with that. Bi- you don't get a buy-up unless you don't. I'm not going to give you an example, but not everyone. Uh, can't K- think Johnny of one. Cash, right? Yeah, I can't think of one. They didn't, they didn't, You're probably yeah. right. <laughs> 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 yeah, <well. laughs> but even I, know, though, I, see, I see what you're saying. Like, definitely, you know, they they, they deserve their dues in that regard. Mm. Most I thought that I thought the performances looked strong. Yeah, um, and it's got it's got Giamatti in it, isn't it? Is that, that was the bit way? that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. That actually made me laugh out loud. With his hair? Well, no, just kind of. He's an ill fit. He's not. I uh, yeah, I thought that felt like cramming in. That's where I was like, it's a gritty story, but we'll cram in a kind of prestige Hollywood actor. Mm. I imagine they have to hold quite a lot back. How? What's the time period? Uh, that's of, what I don't like. Though that's like that's, that's yeah, that's right. Like, because yeah. like you got the. The Johnny Cash biopic and the 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 Ray one, and they didn't they presented the ugly sides of the character, although a little. I bit... I mean, but I'm not saying in in the film necessarily. I mean, mm. in the trailer, I think. They oh right, okay, a lot yeah. Back. It, well, yeah, but I that's would hope it, they it, held a lot back. Yes. So otherwise, it's going to be pretty light. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> but it looks really light. It looks like a you know, 
Yeah, from that. And then they did this. And then they did this. Yeah. Sinister 2, directed by Claren Foy, with Sharon Sussman, James Ranson, and Nicholas King. A young mother and her twin sons moves into a rural house that's marked for death. So, yes, obviously this is Sinister 2, so this is... <laughs> there's there's already a sinister. Um, so what what do we have to say about uh, Sinister Two? Or have any of you guys seen the first one? Yes, I haven't. I haven't. No, I haven't. I have. It was I really wanted to like it, but I it didn't scare me. So it was a good good concept, and the rules of the film were shown in that trailer. We know what the rules are. Um, I thought that the parent at the beginning was terrible. She let her very young sons watch pretty much all of Night of the Living Dead. She so switched it off before the little girl stabs her mum in the head. But by that, by that point, they've seen it all. <laughs> I don't want you watching that before you go to bed. Oh, you've seen enough. They're not going to bed. That's it. So she might want to think about that. Yeah, parenting aside. <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, this is this is good rules for any any uh, young parents out yeah, there. Uh, don't let your kids uh, watch Night of the Living Dead before going to bed. <laughs> or all or nothing. All the way through. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah, at all. Yeah. Don't cut out the last scene. Yeah. yeah but right. that also yeah. goes for Mamma Mia, don't let them watch that either, because that's also just as nice. They didn't get that punchy ending, did they, of Night of the Living Dead? That film's amazing. I don't think, yeah, maybe this is, I don't think Sinister 2 is going to be as good as Night of the Living Dead. So they shouldn't have started that <laughs> so you reckon those, those two kids they're going to bed they're not going to bed scared they're going, going to bed unfulfilled like yeah. I, oh, I didn't get a payoff from that film they didn't I really, get the I message of now. it they didn't um, get it did they that's such a good movie sorry <laughs> tailing off yeah. yeah what did you think of the first one I mean how do you think this is going to compare do you think it's just going to be more the same are we going to get yes. yeah definitely okay. it's a nice it's a nice concept it will keep paying off it's got the sore kind of repetition traps you yeah. know the final destination Fancy deaths. It'll keep going. It'll keep going. There'll probably be a Sinister Three. I just didn't find it that scary. Oh, mm. look at the bad guy, the ghosty guy. He's pretty metal, isn't he? Yeah, he's cool. They're crow. It's Horror trailers are hard because yeah. they just—they all oh, do this thing now, don't they? It's And I'm sure the film, well, bits of the first film were like that, but there was a bit more to it than that. Mm. And some of the scares we've seen are probably delivered in a much more effective way than they are in the trailer. And now we've seen them, and uh, it's, mm. it's difficult, isn't it? Might yeah. be right. See, was was the first one quite gory? If it's got a bit of gore going, it's quite nasty. Some nasty deaths. I'd quite like to watch it again. I felt like I gave it a bit of a hard time, so maybe I need to see it again. Maybe before Sinister Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do a marathon. Watch it in the morning. See the other one in the afternoon. Night. Or I could just watch Night of the Living Dead twice. <laughs> <laughs> the next one up is Hitman Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> Directed by Alexander Back, with Rupert Friend, Zachary Quinto, and Hannah Ware. An assassin teams up with a woman to help her find her father and uncover the mysteries of her ancestry. Guys? What do we think? Why? Why are they making another Hitman film? <laughs> Somebody out there is watching it, Ben! I don't understand! Some fucking idiot is making this happen! I like, uh, what's he called? T- uh, Quinn from Homeland. What's his name? What's the main guy? Uh, he's called uh, Zachary Quinto. No, or Rupert Friends. Rupert he's Friends. great. like him. But why? I like the look of it. It looked, <laughs> it looked really cheap, but like a lot of fun. Like mental. It looked mental. The bit with, at the end with the helicopter going into the building. Totally unnecessary. I just don't know why they're making it. I don't, I don't understand. I think the, the last Hitman film yeah, it was rubbish. got... Yeah. Did, I guess it must have done all right. I mean, it was critically panned. I think I watched it. 
<laughs> half of it. I watched half of it, and I don't. I just don't know. What, what, well, it's yeah. like the GI Joe movie, the first popular. one. Like, if if I'd have sat at home and dragged all of my old GI Joes out of the out of the loft and just made my own story, and that sounds amazing. I reckon you guys would have gone. That was. Come on, come on and watch that. But they made another one. They yeah. just big fat went and did another one. Yeah. This is millions of dollars out of somebody's pocket. Yeah. But I guess they made a lot of money from the game. There's a massive audience for the game, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. But that doesn't mean you should make a film out of it. No. It does say something like that the first film came out like I don't like a long time ago. So Yeah, but probably like Fantastic Four long ago. Not yeah, that long yeah, ago, really. Maybe mm. we're just the wrong age. Maybe. I think it just sounds like someone's money laundering. <laughs> we need to we need to get rid of all Spend this cash. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that may well be the case. Uh, the next one up is Going Clear, Scientology in the Prison of Belief. I like to chuck a, I like to chuck a, a, a doc. doc in there as well. So yeah. just for... You know, bit of bit of thought. A devastating two-hour documentary based on Lawrence Wright's book of the same name, Scientology is laid bare by a film that skillfully knits together archive footage, testimonials from former former high-ranking officials and public, and dramatic reconstructions. I reckon this. I think it uh, certainly could open your eyes on uh, on a few things. What do you guys think? I really want to see it. I'm yeah. really curious. Mm. But those wacky, bastards. crazy, crazy <laughs> folk. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big topic, isn't it? And that it does look like it's going to blow the top off of it. So yeah, I don't think I it. Mean, well, I'm not sure how much dirt they've got on them, or how many revelations are in there. I'm really curious to see, but uh, I'd have thought that the Church of Scientology themselves would have made a mm. big bigger stink of it mm. if it was really that damning to them. Is there another Scientology? documentary coming um, out is it an HBO thing because I think I know that the Scientologists have made yes. a big stink about something recently I don't know if it was that or another documentary I heard out. something about a big stink but I thought it might have, I thought it was about this okay yeah because this I think this is a HBO doc the, the, the Hubbard footage oh, yeah, the brief, at the end yeah that was mm-hmm. you know he's, yeah that's that I mean it's the equivalent of uh, of Droy Muhammad isn't it really yeah to them. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah it's Trailer didn't give much away. No. No, didn't. Has anyone seen Battlefield Earth? No. Parts of it. It's horrendously brilliant. It's Is it like the, the room bad? Not quite that bad, because because they, obviously they, they've got so much money, they, they threw loads of cash at it. And John Travolta, Forrest Whitaker, all famous Scientologists. You owe us. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to make this <laughs> adaptation of a... It's their version of like Hubbard. the Ten Commandments. Is that right? <laughs> I think it's just one of it's, his novels adapted oh, into... Right, okay. Just a propaganda yeah. film, then. The yeah, Scientology. yeah. It's really badly made. The bits yeah. I've seen, like, oh. it's ridiculously over the top. Lots of Dutch angles and yeah. quick cuts. I prefer it to Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to, to wrap us up, uh, I'm just going to mention a, a film that I think uh, is worth, when it comes out, having a, having a little look at. It's called The Look of Silence. And... Uh, through Joshua Oppenheimer's work filming uh, perpetrators of the Indonesian genocide, a family of survivors discovers how their son was murdered and the identity of the men who killed him. The youngest brother is determined to uh, break the spell of silence and fear under which the survivors live, and so confronts the men responsible for his brother's murder, something unimaginable in a country where killers remain in power. Did you guys have a look at this? Mm. Yeah. You did, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I, it's. I think it'd be quite thought provoking. Mm. Has anyone seen the act of killing? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's as soon as I saw this was coming out, I was like, oh, this, yeah. If yeah, it's, it's as good as that, then it's going to be pretty damn good. Is it yeah. using the same technique? So, from the look of the trailer for um, the look of silence, it looks like they're using real people that were involved in the event that they're covering yeah. in reconstructions. From I think is what I was picking up from it. That's sort of what they did in the it's, So it's a similar thing. Yeah, similar sort of thing. Similar sort of thing. Yeah, just to, uh, to, to, I suppose these are the devices to lead you along. Uh, but I think the the thing that got me about it is you're you're, you're going back to uh, a bunch of people. I suppose it's the similar sort of thing as what's been happening recently with uh, uh, old Nazi war criminals being dragged out from underneath rocks and mm. uh, and made to uh, stand in front of courts at the age of you know whatever it is. And uh, you know, uh, face trial, but it's a similar sort of principle in a place where there is no trial for these sorts of things. Mm. That happened in war in in, in wartime, if you or in a, a time of, of upheaval. Yeah. Um, and these people have been allowed to sort of carry on and go about their business. And this guy's seeking to get to the bottom of how how that happens and how these people think and why they yeah. feel that it's acceptable for these things to happen in, a, that in this day and age conversation at least that's what i got from it anyway but yeah. it's been getting it's been getting rave reviews and it's been getting uh, a lot of interest a lot of praise in the trailer indeed yeah so yeah, yeah um obviously all the trailers and uh, everything we've, we've discussed so far will have links to uh, on our uh, on our social media and on, uh, on facebook and, and whatnot So uh, I went to see the big release uh, last week, which was Ant-Man. Oh, right. So the latest Marvel film were in their kind of massive tapestry of superheroes that they're mm. kind of weaving onto the cinema. And how did this compare to your uh, Age of Ultron so experience? I've come away. So there were these two films coming out in the same summer. I was very excited for Avengers Age of Ultron because I'm a massive nerd. Uh, and then Ant-Man was going to be a nice little cherry on the top at the end of the summer. Mm. So it was going to be perfect. <clears throat> uh, Avengers came out and I was a little bit disappointed with it. Uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It felt a little bit kind of sloppy. Uh, so that's fine. Okay, Ant that gives Ant-Man plenty of opportunity to come in and uh, steal uh, the Avengers thunder. So I was, I was getting quietly buzzed for it. So did Ant-Man become the cake and the Avengers the cherry? No, they, was, they were both cherries. Both cherries? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, is it? No. Well, they, cherry they, on the they, they, finishing touch, no? <laughs> they were both... Yeah. They were both cake. There's no cherry. Cake <laughs> wrappers. Oh, I don't yeah. understand this. It still sounds tasty, regardless. No, no, that's the point. Cakes and no, no, it's not as tasty as you think it's okay. going to be. What's the least tastiest part of cake? The, 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 the frosting, man. The f they were both frosting. Thank yeah. you, Mark. You're Thank you. Right. Um, it was still fun it was very uh, it was kind of a nice little bit of fluff uh, so really? so yeah it wasn't anything the fluff was it a couple of strokes fluff on top of the cake a couple of strokes and done is that what you mean yeah. <laughs> on the cake oh, on the so, cake so many metaphors <laughs> if you guys are frosting? keeping <laughs> um, so, so in a nutshell you, you weren't really blown away <laughs> you weren't really blown away by any of them or either of them I, I enjoyed them both they were both fine 
they weren't the slam dunks I thought they were going to be, uh, and they've done better in the past. Did you really think Outman was going to be a slam dunk? <clears throat> I thought I thought there was potential for it to kind of nip in under the radar. So it was more of a layup for the bad basketball. <laughs> Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, while we're on the metaphors, might as well. That was, yeah. <laughs> it was good, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It was funny. It was. It was. It's really enjoyable. It just wasn't the layup, the frosting, the cherry, the two and you're done, or whatever you said. <laughs> um, it's it's worth going to see. And um, so did it, did it reek of um, an abandoned film? Edgar Wright so the project. it didn't reek of it but there was lots of stuff in there that you you could feel Edgar Wright's kind of uh, fingerprints on right and there was a tone in there that um that that definitely felt like it could have come from him that's not to say that it felt like a disjointed kind of endeavor though it, it kind of works as as one piece and it's essentially a heist film which is a new thing for Marvel, they've not done that kind of thing before. Is, is Rudd a welcome addition to the Marvel universe? So, this is part of my problem with the film. It thinks it wants to be really funny. It's, it's trying to be the most comedic of all these kind of Marvel films. And I felt like a lot of the jokes don't land. And uh, Paul Rudd is very charming. And he has a lot of lines that should be funny. But they're all, they're all most of them are just a bit off. There are a few things here and there. There are a few really great gags in there, but I wanted more of that. So it's almost as if it got hung up on the whole superhero side of things. Mm. Uh, or it's what, or maybe it feels like one of those films where it's a first film and it's trying to set up so many things, so all these characters, all this world, that maybe there's a better sequel in it. Was it... I mean, I, I, I enjoyed... Avengers Age of Ultron but yeah. there, there were issues yeah. was it tied down by the, the Marvel Universe were there lots of um, threads pulling pulling it apart so it wasn't tied down by it again it's one of these things where it, it didn't go overboard with the stuff but there's there's a few references here and there to the to the, the world which is fine throw away there's one scene with a cameo in which felt crowbarred into me and okay. a little bit Unnecessary. I've worked out what the cherry is. Oh, go on. Daredevil. Oh. That's uh, the cherry. That's the yeah. cherry. Yeah. Bitter cherry. Big red cherry. With owns. Yeah. With owns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the trailer, I thought uh, much the same as you with the Edgar Wright thing. You could see that hey, there was, <coughs> sorry, broad strokes of his input in there. The, the, the certain finesses to gags into that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, What's the word I'm looking for? I forgot what the, fra- what the phrase is. Like it was, uh, it was just, de- it was just really deceiving. I think in in the, the, as far as the trailer was concerned. What do you mean deceiving? In what way? I think it was trying to make you think that uh, hey, there's going to be packed, there's going to be packed full of off kilter wacky humour that you're not going to. No, so so it thinks it is. Okay, and and fifty percent of the time it is, but there's a lot of jokes that are forced or don't hit. Right. So so. It, it's not deceiving in that sense. It, it, it genuinely thinks it's the, the wacky Marvel. So it's deceived cousin. itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Mike, have you got any uh, any other films you're going to pop to see this week, or any other things uh, you're going to? Oh, where is this out? Oh, so Mission Impossible Five: oh, yeah. Rogue Nations out How soon. Is that out? Like the thirtieth. Like, what is that? Next week. 
I'm excited for that because I really enjoy Tom Cruise strapping himself to the yeah. side of airplanes. And, you, there was a little featurette about yeah, that. And you're scared. And, uh, yeah, that's absolutely nuts. And he hold, there's a scene where he holds his breath for six minutes. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, there was something else as well. Uh, Man from Uncle's out quite soon, but let's mm. put the trailer. Give a shit. Southpaw. Oh, yeah. I think that looks all right. Looks, looks quite weighty. It's it? the best boxing movie since Raging Bull. Definitely. Four stars. New look. Yeah. Are you doing a written review for your blog website thing? Yeah. For Ant-Man? Yeah. There'll be words. Uh, ben, um, hello. Um, have you uh, have you been looking at any uh, any any uh, any treasures this week? Any anything you've unearthed? Of? So films that that some people might not have seen. Might not have seen. Yeah, things that you've uh, that need from the archives. Yeah, you know, I don't don't want to patronise anyone. I'm sure that no, people but... listening have seen a lot of films, but you might, <laughs> but... Have, you might not have seen this one. Uh, it's a film that it, uh, currently, I believe, it's only available on. Region One uh, DVD from the States. I don't but know why I went. Ooh. I would, I would take the time to order it because it's great. Uh, it's called Housebound, and it was uh, made in 2014. It's a, a New Zealand, New Zealand film, film from New Zealand. Um, it's a, a directorial debut by a guy called Gerard Johnstone, and it uh, follows a young lady who is um, arrested, and she's she's put under house arrest basically, uh, and she has to live with her mum who she really doesn't get on very well with. And then um, creepy things begin to happen in the house. And I, I know I would never say to anyone, it's best you know the entire plot before you go and see this film. But it is best you know very little about this film before you see it. I didn't know a lot. And it really did get, have a lot of twists and turns throughout. Um, and it, it surprised me. And I found it scary and funny, which is a tricky combination. And I was trying to think of some of the, you know, the, the, the top hundred horror films of all time for example the ones that are actually scary and funny and i really couldn't think of many at all they're often gory and funny mm. and this is a little bit gory but it genuinely was i found creepy initially and quite blackly funny and um yeah a really enjoyable like film slapsticky funny or a little bit um and yeah and just some some the dialogue was sharp um, and it was creepy at the same time. It really was great. Um, and so, yeah, Housebound, I'd mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to see what this guy does. Yeah, I don't know why it hasn't been released over here yet. It was, it's played at festivals, and it should have a much bigger audience because it was, it was a treat. Oh, right. Yeah. So that one, Housebound. Niall, um, okay. any... Anything to, to, uh, well, yeah, to take on? Looking at, um, we were chatting last time uh, about maybe talking about uh, upcoming events, film-related events. Mm. Um, I started looking through Time Out and various internet sites. And, um, I wanted to put this to all of you, actually, because uh, the big thing for the summer is outdoor cinemas. Mm. And I've never been to an outdoor screening, I don't think, ever. I don't really see the appeal. Yeah, of inviting noise and <laughs> weather into my viewing experience. It's, I know about that. I've done one once, and it's the closest I've been to feeling like I was living homeless. <laughs> uh, I went CET last year, uh, so Somerset House to it. Yeah. Uh, and it is, you're completely in the hands of the gods. If the weather's rubbish, uh, that completely ruins it. Also, at Somerset House, you're on these like cobblestones, so you're encouraged mm. to bring... 
uh, blankets across, like along with you. But I just don't do anything. It was really <laughs> horrible. I honestly thought I was going to die um, <laughs> of the cold. Right. Okay. But but if you're that way inclined, yeah, try it. People seem to like them though, don't I've, they? I popular. have had a good experience where I've done one in in a field. Right. I went to see Kill Bill one and two like years ago in some park, some park on your own on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds brilliant. But uh, and that was good. But it was sunny and yeah, it makes a difference. Well, yeah. And well, I started looking into it and then decided I didn't like the idea while I was researching it and abandoned it. And, uh, have you heard of the new thing though there's um, hot tub cinemas I have yeah I, really uh, is it Jaws I think they were showing Jaws in no, that was, that was, it, yeah. that was wow. in Texas in a, in a lake I, no, no, they, did, no they did they, it was last, they last, last, last year last year I, I almost went to it that it was uh, Jaws in, a, in, hot in hot tub so it. basically a room full of fluorescent hot tubs with um, uh, with lighting all around it so it's, it's all lit up so it looks like a like an alien nest full of right. people flopping around yeah. in water and whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> and everyone sits in their bikinis and their board shorts and shit like Very that. Very just, just going to say, yeah, just going to sit and enjoy you, it. Oh, yeah, you just maybe a bunch of prisons, isn't it? Yeah. But not to mention, like, what's a worse noise than splashing water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people go. But that's, yeah, I guess, exactly. they're all, they're, I, I wouldn't go and see a film that I had never seen before outside, I don't think, Mm-mm. but possibly a mm. film I was very yeah. familiar with and enjoyed, a Ghostbusters, sure. a The Shining, well, this is the, that I, kind of I thing. I like the idea I'm of quite a, a high-concept viewing experience. I remember um, when we were at uni, um, we did uh, the Luton Film Festival, and they showed Romeo and Juliet in a church. Nice. Yeah. And, so, and so they set up nice candlelit and that was you know, hat factory, wasn't it? That was yeah. It's ha- um, yeah, well, it was the church opposite the hat factory. But they, they they filmed. They had a lot of other stuff. A scratch. Taking <laughs> an, an element of of a film and then you know that's where expand, that's where you, yeah. you expand it. That's where you view the film. In you're almost like you're in the set with it, so stuff like that. But I couldn't see many of many ideas like that. It seemed a bit lazy. All this open air cinema stuff. Yeah. It was just like oh, well, we're outside and that's our gimmick and that's it's just rubbish. Secret cinemas. Well, yeah, I, I saw the secret, cin- secret Cinema is, is, is a really good idea. They're doing Star Wars Empire Strikes Back at the moment, and that's running up until the 27th do you, of September. Do you know what... So, Back to Futures last year, they built Hill Valley. Yeah. Apparently it was off the chain, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So what's, what are they doing for Empire Strikes Back? You, know? you don't know unless you enter you go. And it's right. not cheap, is it? £78. Pounds. Mm-hmm. But from what I hear, like it's like nothing but amazing reviews from everyone who goes to it. Yeah, it's like, loves it. It's, it's such a experience. Like they built Hill Valley for Back to the Future. They go like, but it's also the, the they, they coincide yeah. uh, yeah. the key right. key elements of the film, key, key moments from the film with the live action around you. So when uh, when Dog uh, sets the um, the wire up to the clock tower mm. and whatnot. They have the they have the Delorean tearing That's into the cool. town and all that kind of I stuff. I like to think that little Yoda just whacks you with his cane. <laughs> mine, mine. <laughs> Still things like that. Just get a little kid. Just whack everyone. <laughs> mine. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> that would be good. Oh, brilliant. But, but my, my like, like people I know that went to go and see to the uh, the Black to the Future one. I just said Black to the Future, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, they should make that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Black exploitation film for the year. Black exploitation film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Brilliant. laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, they you could you could walk into Biff's house. 
Wow. Uh, and and then he would come in and go like, get out of here, you know. Make like a tree and leave. Yeah, exactly, that sort of thing. And, and it could kick you out of his, of his house and almost kind Ain't of Ain't no one walking into Darth Vader's house, yo. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, what do you do, you know? You're going to sort of pot around in Yoga's crappy little hut or yeah. try, and, try and lift an X-Wing from a boggy swamp? Maybe, there is no try. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it does, it, maybe it rises up. That's, maybe it does. It's probably better than getting hit by a cane. Yeah. <laughs> bring the X-Wing up they yeah. should think about that anyway so that looks good yeah <laughs> secret <laughs> cinema so uh, expensive but you get the cash go for it uh, but no so I, I just made a list of things that I think I'd like to watch that's cool. that interested me um, first one is uh, Prince Charles Cinema are showing the Raid 1 and 2 <gasps> double bill with a Q&A from Gareth Evans afterwards <gasps> and that's on Saturday the 8th of August 7pm Fifteen pounds, which can is I, a bargain. Can I ask a, an an amendment, an additional question? Yes. You can ask Gareth Evans one question. What would you ask him at the Q and I? I'd be curious to know what the health and safety laws are in Indonesia, and did he break any every, every single every, one every, of them? <laughs> did he break any laws, UK laws that he could get away with over oh, over yeah. there to get to to get the yeah. shots that he's got? Because I I don't know if I should say my question. Spoilers. The end of the Ray Two. Oh, spoiler alert! Yeah, the film's out the out end of the Ray Two. There is a shot where someone <laughs> blows off a man's face with a shotgun blast, and they don't cut away. Shotgun blast. They don't cut away, and I wondered: was there any point at which that scene was going to be changed? Because it is one of the most horrific things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Amazing, but horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, his face is gone. In oh, yeah, that yeah, didn't bother me. Then really, it didn't. It's because like, you're dead. You're quite, you're quite distant. From it, it's an amazing films. I was more like the scene in Drive. The same thing happens in Drive. What were you? Oh, stampy, stampy. No, the, the shotgun blast. Oh right, yeah. In the hotel. In the hotel, yeah. Room bit. Yeah, that's that, that, that quite. And you're right in. Yeah, but this guy's face in Ray Two, it just, it just, it just, yeah. just decompresses. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, oh, the other one. Okay, so there's um, Shuffle Festival, which is uh, in Terror Hamlets. Cemetery Park, which runs from the 24th of July to the 1st of August, and it's a, a community, a migrant community festival, um, doing all sorts of stuff from, you know, lots of film screenings, lots of art projects, lots of, uh, lots of everything, any, you know, food, pop-ups, pop-up restaurants, um, workshops, but they seem to be focusing mainly on film, um, and there's a few good ones, uh, Monsters Q&A with Gareth Edwards. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the first of August. That's on the, on the last day, first of August. Uh, Sixteen fifty for that ticket. Uh, also, part of Shuttlefest is one hundred twenty-seven hours with Q and A Q&A with Danny Boyle. Oh, I'd rather it was another Danny Boyle film. Yeah, Danny. yeah, uh, but still, yeah. Um, Danny Boyle's cool. Uh, that's on the twenty fifth of July. Uh, I once went to a screening of Millions which had a uh, Danny Boyle Q&A yeah. at the end of it and that was really I like yeah. that film I like that, that was film. good uh, and he was yeah and he, he stayed and chat to everybody afterwards and yeah and he was he was just he was just the nicest man good lad <laughs> so yeah so I'd, I'd, I'd go to see that I'd go to chat to Danny again he will not remember me also I thought I'd do um, uh, YouTube you put me onto this Michael every frame uh, of painting oh yeah um Oh, was, it, was it David Fincher one you sent to me? Or was drive? It, was it, it was the a Drive, quadrant? yeah, it was a quadrant thing with Drive. Mm. So it's a film analysis uh, YouTube channel. 
Um, and once I saw that, I went back and watched every single video. They're really great, aren't they? They're fantastic. Mm. Nice little film school in a really five-minute. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's, um, he's a film editor by trade, and he just does these little video essays. Um, so every time he does a video, I'm, you know, I'm going to be glued to it. Singing out. Um, so yeah, I've watched most of the videos like three or four times already. Um, they're fantastic. And it's every... Well, he, he just doesn't want it. His, every, his every frame of painting. So every frame of painting. He's got a very soothing it's voice. I like his voice. It's a Kurosawa quote, every frame of painting. Mm. Um, and he does a couple of Kurosawa analysis. It's one of his favourites. Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. So um, I'm looking forward to the next one. He seems to do about one a month. Kurosawa directed Under Siege, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Uh, no, Under Siege 2. Oh, right. He did the sequel. He yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. I like I like Under Siege too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Hitman Agent Forty Seven of the nineties. Little White Lies uh, website was doing a female director uh, series one to one hundred. Yeah, so they just had the first ten up there, and they were they were like going back all the way from like the first one was like nineteen twelve. Fantastic. Uh, like none of the films I'd heard of. Well, a couple of them I'd heard of. Um, <laughs> Triumph of the Will. <laughs> Which, huh. which, yeah, which, like, that's, you know, Nazi propaganda film. Yeah, uh, that's what she oh, called. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Lenny, Lenny Riefenstahl. Riefenstahl. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. That was, that was the one that stood out. It was like, oh, ooh, Jesus. Okay, mm. it's a strange one to put on your first yeah. your first ten, but okay. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, but a, historically, yeah, but... It's classic. A, <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> she was a journalist originally, wasn't she? Mm. She was uh, hired to do the, um, the Berlin Olympics, to, to do the, the promotional material for the Berlin Olympics. Yeah. And that's how she got the gig. Yeah, so they're, they're going to continue that series. That's going to be well worth uh, Wait, so out. it's going to be every... Uh, how often do they publish? Every quarter or something? Every quarter, I think. But I think I don't know. The, so I'd it's going to go Keep on an eye on, on the online... Um, website. Website thing. Yeah. Online, Just... online papers. <laughs> online attorney pages. Uh, I'm sure they'll update a bit more regularly. But that gave me the question to put to the group. What's your favourite film by a female director? Uh, point break. Point break. Oh. Knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I, point break. Action nerds. I was going to go Strange Days, but it's still... Still Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to be... Uh, so, wait, did you, who do you have then? Uh, Sophia Coppola, Lost in Translation. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, good that's film. Cool. I like the piano. What was that, um, that film Madonna directed? No, do you mean the one that Guy Ritchie directed? Swept Madonna, Away. That was Swept it. Away, yeah. So it wasn't even her. No, 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 doesn't fit in. We'll blame Guy Ritchie for that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Madonna <laughs> has a better film inside it. Oh no, she did. She she made um, what's it called? We or something came out a few years. She back. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was shit as well. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> my favourite. That one. Yeah, definitely. What was the Bigelow one about the Osama bin Laden assassination? I read Zero Dark Thirty. That's really good. Yeah, that's another cool. one by Bigelow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her her near dark, strange days. Uh, point Break she's so point my favourite she's brilliant she's, yeah, she's, she's, she's loved every, every one yeah yeah, yeah. crikey yeah. yeah good or maybe it's um, Triumph of the Will <laughs> <laughs> so on that bombshell um, it's time to uh, it's time to say goodbye uh, so it's a goodbye from me goodbye from Ben goodbye I'm Ben <laughs> Goodbye from Niall. Bye. And goodbye from Michael. Bye. Uh, see you all, uh, well, hopefully, see you all again soon. <laughs>